whether you come to the end of a year or at any other point in life and pose the question, in order to change things in my life, in my family, in my work, in my routine, in my habits that I don't like, should I make resolutions? This text answers that question. So I'm going to put it at the top here. Um, should we make resolutions? And if so, how? Because that's what this text is about. And we'll wait and see what the answer is. Father, I pray that as we pose this really crucial question, because we don't want to be mere moralists or mere legalists who just uh, pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps and, and say God helps those who help themselves, who want to be deeply Christian, deeply gospel-rooted, Christ-exalting, spirit-dependent people. I pray that you would help us now to become like that through this text. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. To this end, we always pray for you. So Paul is praying. Keep that in mind. He's asking God to do this. We often uh, forget that when Paul says, I pray, what comes next is something he expects God to do. I pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling. Now, there is some dispute here as to whether make you worthy of his calling is a good translation or count you worthy is a good translation. And I'm going to stay with make for a couple of reasons. In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12, he tells them to walk worthy of of God who called them. And it seems to me that what he's doing here is praying that that would happen. I pray that God would cause you to walk worthy of your calling. Same thing in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, where Paul uh, exhorts the church to walk worthily of your calling. So the, the walk there that he's asking them to do would be what he's praying for here. May God uh, cause you to walk in such a way as to make you worthy. But being worthy of a calling that originates in grace is does not mean that you become worth it. Now, finally, I deserve my calling. That's not what worthy means. Worthy means fitting or suitable. And if you boil it down to, to make you worthy or to cause you to walk worthy of your calling that originated freely in God's grace, to call you out of darkness into light, means walk in a, mather, in a manner that shows the worth of the calling, not your own worth. To be worthy of a high calling is to walk in a way that calls attention to the worth of the calling. So that's what he's praying for them. And here's how. This and here, I think, points to how that is going to happen. May he fulfill every resolve for good. Now, there's the whole issue of resolutions. So we have uh, 
desires or goodwill towards good, and he is asking God, subject to this verb here is God, may God fulfill every resolve. So he's asking God to fulfill the resolves that we make. And, and I think this and here does not mean a totally separate thing, but when God fulfills a a resolve for good, that resolve becomes a work. It moves from being something internal to something external, and now it can be called a work of faith. Why? Because God is, is doing it, and he's doing it by his power. So if you ask, how does God fulfill a resolve, turn it into a, an active performance by his power? The answer is through our faith. How, how do you get connected with the power of God so that he's the one who's actually fulfilling it? It is his power that is decisive in the performing of it. It is your resolve. This is your resolve here, and it is your work but it is a work of faith because it is in reliance upon his, his power. That's absolutely crucial for how we proceed with our resolutions, New Year's or otherwise. And here's the result if we go about fulfilling resolutions that way in reliance upon God's power. So that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, may be glorified in you. Now that's that's surprising because he hasn't mentioned the Lord Jesus yet, and yet it's the Lord Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus, that's being glorified if you turn your resolves into works of faith. Now, what? why is the Lord Jesus the one who is going to be glorified? Well, evidently, the way Paul's thinking is that this power here is a is a is a Jesus purchased power. Jesus becomes the mediator or the provider of this power, which is not at all surprising because of what comes next. According to the grace of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's the grace of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that has made that power available because he bought it when he died for us on the cross so that when we trust by faith, we trust in that power for God to turn resolves into works. When that happens, it's the name of the Lord Jesus that's going to be shown to be glorious and beautiful because it's his grace that enabled that power to become active in us sinners. And then here's the other thing I jumped over. Not only will the name of the Lord Jesus be glorified, when his power is magnified through your depending on it to turn resolves into works, but you in him, he left the verb out, you will be glorified in him. So you become glorified in him because you are being changed. Your resolves are becoming beautifully manifest in works of faith, and thus you are moving from one degree of glory to the next as you're conformed increasingly to Christ. This is an amazingly comprehensive way of thinking about the Christian life. So let's sum it up at the bottom here and watch the sequence. So it all starts, doesn't it, here in grace. I'm going to put the grace of God of God and Jesus. 
It all starts in free grace. Grace moves him to show his power. So grace here, power here, and that power moves through our faith in that power. Faith in that power. And through that faith, God fulfills. May he fulfill. God fulfills what? He fulfills, he describes it in two ways. Our resolves for good, good, and uh, works, or work of faith. So when we uh, trust in this power on the basis of this blood-bought grace, God fulfills our resolves and our resolves and turns them into works, which leads then to God or Christ glorified in us because we're relying upon his power and his grace. This is not merely our performance. This is decisively his performance, so he gets the glory. And we glorified in him. That is, we are being changed from one degree of glory to the next. So now let's go back to our question. Should we make resolutions? Should we do this? And the answer is a resounding, yes, indeed, we should. God, Paul prays that our resolves will become works of our faith by reliance upon God's power and God's grace. So how then should we do it? And we can sum it up like this. How do you make resolutions? You do it by God's grace at the bottom. You do it through trust or faith in God's ever-arriving power. That's future grace. And you do it for God's glory. By God's grace, through faith in God's power, for God's glory. So, yes, let's make resolutions for good with all our might by relying utterly and totally on free, blood-bought grace for the glory of Christ.